Hello, coffee lovers, and welcome to the God Country Live Video Podcast. Every every Friday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And now, live from Seguin, Texas, and other places around the world, your host, Jose Roberto Alaniz Jr. Russ, I hope you're watching because uh, uh, I'm busy and been running around. And um, anyway, I just wanted to jump on and we're going to talk about a few things. And I'm going to bring a guest on. Uh, he's a repeat offender on, on the uh, God Country Coffee podcast. And uh, he's also a brother in Christ and somebody who... Uh, not only confides in me, but I confide in him. We definitely uh, are a good example of what's up, Frank, uh, South Carolina. Come on. Um, my brother that I'm going to bring on here in just a few minutes is uh, is a, like I said, he's a repeat offender, but he and I, I think we really do well with the uh, Proverbs or is it Psalms? I think it's Psalms. Uh, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another, and so we do that for each other. And uh, I'm going to bring him on here in just a minute. And so, a um, couple of things. First off, it's Black Friday, so I hope you're going to the website and buying coffee. And uh, let me see where my banners are. I got to drop my banners uh, with all my uh, with all my peeps on them. Let me see here. Uh, I think it's this one right here. And so I got crayons ready to eat in the house. Got their website down here. They are actually in full production now. Uh, by the way, let me know what my uh, volume sounds like because um, I did a live yesterday and it sounded weird on my phone, but that doesn't mean that it's not, the volume's not good. It just means that I couldn't hear it properly. Um, and uh, hey, Ginger, uh, Frank Mantois, he's, on, he's in the chat right now. Uh, owner of crayons ready to eat and they came to production this year and i actually have some i, I was gonna bring some out but uh, i swear i've been running chasing my tail all day and trying to get stuff done and um i left them in the house but crayons ready to eat uh legacy farms coffee that's my supplier and i don't care if you buy it for me or ashley uh you're supporting an incredible cough incredible coffee um, triconfit.com. Make sure you hit them up. Um, and, um, and then my buddy Crave Coffee, that's, um, um, my buddy up in Dallas. Uh, and they, they do a white label like we do. Um, not quite the same, but what up, Mr. Russ? Um, and, uh, so Brian, I'm going to send you this thing. I am, um, let me see how I'm going to do this. I'm going to send it to you in Messenger, Brian. Um, we're still trying to figure the shipping out. Uh, I know my friend Chris has offered to help uh, help me with the, um, the technical part of it on the website. And, um, and then uh, we're going to... Um, hopefully move forward from there and, and uh, be able to launch the new website here very soon. Uh, during this episode tonight, I'm going to um, be dropping some links because it is Black Friday. And so, uh, and right now I'm going to have to log on because not everybody is 
um, given StreamYard permission. And so sometimes I see uh, people in the chat and I don't know who they are. So give me a second while I pull up the website uh, where we're playing so that I can. Uh, here we go. Let's see. All right. And I don't want to see most recent. I want to see all comments. And um, what's up, Mr. Drew and uh, Ryan? What's up, brother? It's been a while. I'm not wearing my... Uh, Pando Commando shirt today, uh, but I've been wearing it a lot lately and trying to spread the cheer of the Pando Commando. And so, uh, Brian, I just sent you the link in Messenger to jump on so we can have a great. Uh, yeah, if you've got offers, Ryan, if you got offers, Ginger, David, if you guys got offers, please throw them in the chat. Uh, I'm not one of those who gets, you know, stingy with. Uh, uh, people, you know, putting their businesses and things in the, uh, in the uh, chat there. So, um, anyway, with that being said, uh, I'm going to thank God for all the many blessings that he's given us. Uh, this Thanksgiving was the sixth year without my dad. Um, and it was a tough one. It's always a tough one. My mother's getting a little bit older and, uh, yes, I sported the ones in New Zealand. <laughs> and so, um, uh, be grateful for everything that you have because tomorrow is not guaranteed. We have today. That's all we have. And so I got to spend a great day with my family, with my wife and with my mom and my sister, uh, and her roommate and her mom and our sister-in-law. And so it, it's just, um, it's such a blessing. Uh, every single day is a gift. And uh, one of the things about being gifted, the very air that's in my lungs by the God who spoke the world into existence is that I have to be very, very grateful. And, and, um, and I know that I, that I try really hard um, to do that. Uh, I am still trying to get all the, because I'm seeing all kinds of uh, comments and I don't want to miss anybody. Um, and let me see here. Let me hit, uh, wait, where did it go? Uh-oh, I'm lost. Okay, right here, comments. There we go. Okay, I got to turn the volume off. Hang on. Okay. I'm not seeing all the comments. Why? Um if I don't answer you by name, put your name in the comments because I see you sported one in New Zealand. Hello, sir. What's up, JR? Amen. Uh, Pastor John. Okay. All right, brother. And so uh, anyway, I, uh, I'm i going to bring on uh, one of my brothers in Christ, and we're going to talk about something that people get a little itchy when you talk about. Uh, but But today is the day after Thanksgiving, and... This time of year, we move so fast to uh, Russell. I am streaming on YouTube, on the God Country Coffee podcast Facebook page, and on my regular Facebook page. So uh, you're good on. Do me a favor, though. If you see somebody post something on YouTube, uh, just put post on your under your name, and I'll go check it, you know, so I don't miss anybody's. Um, comments. And, uh, and so anyway, I, 
I'm extremely grateful this year more than most because um, I had this conversation the other day and, and it just came to light. But I want to bring Brian on because I don't like for him to sit in the room over there by himself. But uh, he's going to have to listen to me talk for a minute. <laughs> What's up, brother? What's up, man? How you doing? Can you hear me? So uh, Brian and I have a lot of conversations and Brian and I have already had this conversation. But, um, you know, last year, uh, actually, it was about two years in the making when I met Ashley, uh, who I get my coffee from. Um, that was a, a true divine appointment that I was praying for. Um, I was really, really uh, in a rut at work. And I was asking God for a way uh, either to remedy that or to get me out of there. And uh, he introduced me or put people in my path that I could not deny. Like even Connie, who is not a huge fan of self-employment and didn't really uh, love the idea. She's like, you cannot not do this because even I can see the people that God has put in your life for the coffee business. And so when I left my job, actually I tried to leave and and my boss, Ray, he's, he called me in and said, listen, uh, why don't you stay one more year and we'll, you can go part-time and all this other stuff. And so I ended up staying another year and I made even more contacts uh, that were really gonna help me once I got the business started. And so I took a huge leap of faith. I pulled all my retirement out of the bank and I started Third Day Coffee Seguin. I had actually started it before, but I really, really like started it. And so a year later, well, let me back up. When I took that leap of faith, I had no idea that I was ever going to go back to work for anybody. In my mind, because God set all this up, this is what I was going to do for the rest of my life. I was going to finish seminary. I'm going to do coffee and I'm going to preach the word. And that's all I'm going to do for the rest of my life. That was that what was going on in my brain. And uh, the funny thing about it, and and I, I was over at uh, Everyday Christian this week, men's um, breakfast. Uh, and Akram Myers, who, who is a good friend of mine, he's, he's a uh, pastor under Pastor John here uh, at Everyday Christian. We were talking and uh, he pointed something out that I, I couldn't believe like it was right in front of me the whole time, but I had got so accustomed to making a certain amount of money and that's all I cared about. And I sacrificed time with my family, time with my grandson, time with everything to work, to work more, to get more money, to get more money, to get more money. And so I can honestly say that money was not my number one priority, but I bet it was in the top three. And so God took me away from that. I did self-employment. We did great with the coffee business most of the year. Towards the end of the year, really started to slow down. In the beginning of this year, it like almost came to a halt. So much that I was probably about two weeks away from closing the business. Made a phone call on a Thursday. My boss went back to work on Monday. Uh, went back to work. The first day I'm there, the agency who gives me my clearance denied my package. They said, no good, start over. My liaison there with our company said, JR, you're looking at three to six months, maybe longer. And I'm like, great, here we go. Three weeks later, my clearance was granted and off we go to the races. Two weeks later, I get a huge contract on my coffee. The city of Seguin's doing business with us. 
and the business skyrockets again. And now today I'm struggling to keep both of them in check. So I get home every single day and I do coffee and I go to bed late and I get up early and I go to work and then I get home from work and I do coffee and I go to bed late. And so this is a thing, but it's a blessing because uh, I was at James that says, um, uh, well, come on, Brian, what is it? It's uh, count it all joy. And so when you go through various trials and uh, I, Akram kind of made it like really apparent and me and Brian talked about it, but God pulled me out of a situation where I was starting to go the wrong direction and humbled me for an entire year. And then he gave me that money back and more. And then he blew the business up. I had nothing to do with all that. That's all God. And so um, when you take that all into account, what a perfect design he has. And all we have to do is be obedient. And so part of that is a conversation that Brian and I have been having. And initially, when my mentor told me about this and I talked to Brian about it, Brian was on the same page as my customer. God is not at work in your life creating circumstances you want. <laughs> he is at work in your circumstances creating in you what he wants. I got to put that up here because that is that is so perfectly said. Um, so anyway, so Brian and I had this conversation when I when I first brought it up. My Sunday school teacher, Harry Spence, he's like, sin no more. And I'm like. Yeah, I'm down with that, but it's impossible. It's not possible. We're human. It's not possible. And I talked to Brian and Brian's like, no, nah, man, I know some people that live like that. I said, no, nah, dude, you're okay, whatever. I'm going to agree to disagree because I don't buy it. And so um, what happened, <laughs> again, God's always, God's in the teaching business, folks. If y'all ain't figured it out yet, God is constantly teaching us lessons, uh, life lessons. And so uh, Brian and I were talking about it. Well, actually, we, we spent some time on it, uh, actually, uh, about sin no more. And so what I've come to learn is this, and this is I'm going to say this statement, and then Brian and I are going to go back and forth on it. I started out 100% against this concept that we can sin no more. Jesus told the woman at the well to sin no more. But she wasn't under the blood covenant yet. She was under the old, I guess at that time, it would have been the Davidic covenant. And so she was not under the covenant that we are, the new covenant, the covenant where Christ died for our sins. We're under that. She wasn't. So in my mind, even when I read that verse, I still said, well, he gave her an impossible, impossible order, an impossible command. But Jesus didn't say it for nothing. So when I first started this journey, I thought it's impossible because we're human. We were born into sin, right? And I can never be as good as Jesus. I know that. Everybody knows that. We all know that. But that doesn't mean I can't get as close as possible before I go home. Because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to try to work towards that particular goal. And so... As I started to study, I came to the realization in my scripture studies that when we surrender our life, the Bible says that we're filled with the Holy Spirit. 
The Holy Spirit is part of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Those three are all one. We have part of God in us the second that we surrender our lives. And if that's the case, how dare we have an excuse for staying in our sin? We have the tools, okay? I'm not fat because I can't control myself because I have an addiction. I'm fat because I make poor decisions. I choose not to do the right thing. And that is a sin, just like all the other sin that we have, right? We all sin because we choose not to do the right thing. So after all that study, my realization is we absolutely 1,000% have all the tools we need to sin no more. Coach Brian, why don't you give us an update of where you're at and what's going on, and let's talk about sin no more. <laughs> uh so I'm now in, I'm now not over there where uh, Jose is at. I am now in Huntsville, Texas, for those that don't know. Um, it's north of uh, Houston. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, and there's actually, I want to go back to something that you said while you were talking about your, um, like your, your, your journey with this the financial thing, right? And I want to talk about that because it does lead into what we're talking about, what you're talking about, because there's multiple things, you know, obedience and stuff like that. But one of the things that I've, that, you know, I think most everybody knows that my wife passed away in April. And, uh, and one of the things that I've realized here in the last, I would say two months, um, is that we spent way too much time worrying about things that never came to pass. <laughs> and what I mean by that was this bill or that bill or this bill or that thing, or that thing we have to pay for, or this thing we have to pay for. And everything in our lives was driven by fear and not by love. Everything in our lives was was driven by sacrifice and not by obedience. And so we were never getting over that hump. We were never getting to that next level in some cases. In other things, we were, we were. But when it came to moving in faith truly, and the Lord just opened this up to me in the last month, is why we succumb to a lot of things that we succumb to and why we struggled in a lot of areas that we struggled in. And so when you're talking about sin no more, man, it, it all comes back to faith. Faith works through love. That's that's straight from Scripture. Faith works through love. And faith in Christ. So here's the here's the problem with the sin thing is that when Paul is talking about in Romans, Oh, wretched man that I am, I do what I don't want to do, but I don't do what I want to do. That's all Romans 6, but he starts that out. He's talking about the man under law. Even when he comes back in Corinthians and Galatians and he talks about it again, he's always talking about the man under the law. Even in Hebrews, he's talking about the writer of Hebrews. He's talking about man under the law. 
And so it, and that's what he was, man, he, he was hard. If you go and read Galatians, read it. You got to read it from the standpoint as he is being very hard with Gal- with the, the Galatians. And he's saying like, who has bewitched you? Like, how are you, how are you walking away from Christ? Because what was happening was it was Christ and it was Christ and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Christ, but you also have to do these things. Our, our righteousness is not based off of our behavior. It's based off of his action. And that one action of sacrificing himself on the cross. So if I'm running around struggling to follow rules, I'm going to fall. But if I'm living in the love and the grace of Jesus Christ, I'm equipped to live clean. Because what happens is the closer I get to him, it's like a it's like a marriage. The closer I get to my spouse, the less I want to do to hurt her. And it's the same thing with, with my relationship with God. The closer I get to him, the less I want to do to hurt him. Or to grieve the Holy Spirit. It says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And it's finally, it's funny that we you talked about. You know, gluttony is the Christian sin. It's the church sin. It's the one that that gets a pass. It and and I know I spend a lot of time on it, and partly because I'm a personal trainer, but partly because I dealt with it. That's an area that I could fall right back into, right? I I, I was just lucky and and was never never got overweight. And it never was, and it was never evident in my life externally until some things happened. But I heard somebody say once, grace is his equipping power to live like we should. Oof. That's deep. Deep, deep. Well, I am. I'm. We're going to keep talking about this, but folks, if you're watching, uh, take a look at all the websites down here on the bottom. Uh, Coach Brian's website is on here, and I haven't done a video on them yet because I'm having shoulder surgery on Thursday. Uh, but I will be on a nutritional program that Coach Brian has designed for me, along with supplements. Uh, as I recover from my surgery. And so um, let me save that. And there we go. And, um, and so check out his website and, um, you know, reach out to him. And I've had conversations, a lot of conversations with Brian over the years. And one of the things I always ask him, I said, yeah, man, but you know, uh, well, how much, you know, I'm always talking about money and, and price because uh, even though I've I've made decent money in the past and I make decent money now and my wife makes decent money, uh, I'm still a tightwad at heart. And um, and so uh, one of the things that that Brian said, if you have to ask how much it is, then you're really not willing to uh, invest in yourself and what's worth it. Like what what number is worth your health, 
what number is it worth for you not to die of a massive heart attack uh, and leave your wife and kids behind? Um, there's a lot of things that I want to do. There's a lot of things I want to do for the Lord. There's a lot of places that I want to see that I hope uh, the Lord will allow me to see in my lifetime. Uh, obviously, I want to go to the Holy Land, but I also want to go to Scotland. And so uh, I don't know that those things are ever going to come to fruition. But if God makes it happen, I know that it will. Uh, and as long as I'm obedient, I know that the blessings will just keep coming. But at what point do you invest in yourself? Uh, and that's a lesson that's been hard for me to learn, even though uh, I trust Brian a lot. I mean, he's been in my home. He's helped me with my business. He's been a close part of my family Uh for several years now, even, you know, when Kat was still uh, alive and with us. Uh, and you talk about a vibrant uh, sister in Christ, man, that was, that was her boy. She throws some, we, me and coach could be having some conversations and she'd hear something and, and man, she'd pop in, you know, you could hear her telling us, you know, what it really was. And, and so um, I trust him. And, and I know that uh, if you gave him a chance to, to listen and, you know, the problem is folks that we're so wound up on what I can, well, what, what I can spend that money. Well, yeah, you can. And you can also go pay somebody uh, $59 a month. And I guarantee you that they, they could, they could give a, you know, rat turd about what you do or how you do it. And, uh, and I know for a fact, even before I, uh, knew that coach was over uh, that Brian was a coach. Uh, he has that passion. God has given him a gift. Um, and, and not only that, but he's very knowledgeable I mean, he knows his trade. And so, uh, you know, if you're like me and you're struggling, man, I urge you, um, uh, coach and I have been in, you know, well, we've never been out of contact since we met, I think, but, um, you know, when I when I went to New Zealand this last time, it was very uh, heart wrenching for me because I had made the decision so many times uh, to make money over my family. And I would send Connie every year uh, to go see my daughter and my grandson. Uh, and I wouldn't go because I needed to make money. I got to make money. I got I got to pay for this trip. I got to put that money back in the bank. I got to. It's a bunch of baloney, man. All that stuff doesn't matter. And then when I did go and I realized how important it is for me to be healthy not just for myself, uh, but for my family. Uh, it really resonated. And then, you know, of course, Robert Torres, another good friend of mine uh, that's here locally. Um, I basically wasted three months of his time um, paying him to physically work out at the gym with me when I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing at the dinner table. And, and when we came to that realization, I told him, I'm not going to waste your time anymore because apparently I haven't made a decision up here. And so it was wrong for me to do that. But those two men, Coach and Brian and Coach Robert, uh, never gave up on me. They've never quit telling me. Uh, and, and I can't just tell you how important it is uh, if you're unhealthy to reach out to Coach and talk to him about getting healthy. Uh, and, and I'm excited about the journey. I, I'm a little nervous about this shoulder surgery, uh, even though it's just, a, it's an, you know, it's ortho, man. It's not a big deal. Uh, but, uh, you know, they're going to put me under. And anytime they put you under, you know, and I'm not healthy. I mean, when I had my knee surgery, I was a lot more healthy than I am today. And so it's always a concern. Uh, I'm not worried about it, you know, because God's got it. 
I mean, listen, the best thing on the planet that could happen is for God to call you by name home. Uh, and so uh, I, I know that, but uh, I've got a lot left to do and I'm excited about starting this journey with coach uh, and, and Robert and, and my wife and my grandson, uh, you know, my family uh, to be part of it. What's up, Justin and um, Justin Charpentier, the whole reason that I took my hobby to a business in the house. Uh, anyway, I, I want to get back to the sin no more thing, man, because I, I think as a culture, I know with my background growing up Catholic, being raised Catholic, I really wasn't. Um, I know things are different now because my sister is very involved still in the Catholic Church. And um, I, I was never really encouraged to read my Bible or study my Bible. Pretty much just what they gave us and that was it. And I know it's different now, but at the time. And so uh, I do belong to a church that has an affiliation, but our pastor always says when it comes to an affiliation or the Bible, we're going to go to the Bible every time because that's the word of God. And so, and actually coach has been to my, has been to my church and, and he's sat in Sunday school with me. And so he, he knows my church. Um, but um, you know, the, the thing about the choices that we make, our entire lives, I don't care what religion you grew up in, I don't care what uh, church you belong to or anything like that. We are always taught, and, and it's just a commonality between all of them, is that it's okay, it, it's, it, it's not possible for us not to sin. So, um, you know, but it's okay, you know, in Catholics, well, hey, you can just go to confession on, on Saturday and go back to church on Sunday. And, um, and, and that, that is fine, except that I don't need that intermediary. I can go straight to God and ask for forgiveness. Uh, and he gives it to me and he forgets my sin. He doesn't keep it in a log book. Uh, and so, uh, I know that for a fact that I'm in my sin because I choose to be there, not because I can't help it, you know, um, Asking questions during Catholic. Let's see. A gave him. <laughs> so I'm going to put this person's. I, don't, I think this is uh, this is probably. Uh, and I'm just the opposite. I was raised Catholic and now I'm Baptist. Um, oh, I have it up here so I can see who's who's uh, sending me. Uh, it's Drew. All right, Drew. So that's Drew Creed. And uh, and uh, yeah, brother, I totally feel I feel your your. You know, I'm the total opposite, but but uh, I think we come from the same thing. But what do you think, Brian? I know that as a culture, we've been raised and cultured and groomed to think that because we were born into original sin, that it's just always going to be part of us and we can't help it. What are your thoughts on that? So, so here's here's the thing. It's like. Mr. Smokey making a cameo. Um, <laughs> so let me get my thought here. Ask that again. Oh, our I believe, that, yeah, that we've been raised to believe that we can't sin. So there's, there's a, 
there's a twofold. Well, what's what's better? What so sin? So let's go back to punish the the wrath of God, right? Because right now some churches love to pray. Uh, if my people or like they love the scripture, if my people will turn from their wicked ways and pray and repent, I'll heal their land. That's an Old Testament prayer for an Old Testament situation, right? The the sin has been paid for for the world once and for all. Done. Done. Nobody's being punished for their sins. The only sin that's going to send people to hell is unbelief in Jesus Christ. And I know people are going to come at me. And unbelief in Jesus Christ is also unforgiveness. So that's where Christians need to understand. If you're unforgiving, you don't understand your forgiveness and you're not following Jesus Christ. So it goes back to forgiveness. And it's 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 believing that he came and then living like it's because people want their sin and they want Christ too. And so we have to live Who is that? <laughs> That's Pastor John. <laughs> I'll tell you one phrase while you're in the middle of your thought. I'm going to tell you one phrase. I'm not sinless. I'm not going to be sinless, but I'm going to sin less. Right? Right. But let's let's go to John in his epistles. And John says, if any money, if any, if any man says he has not sinned, he's a liar. But then he ends that same one with saying, if you're in Christ and you're sinning, you're not in Christ. So what we're talking about is like living a life of sin, like habitually sinning consistently. Like somebody can't be a drunkard. It even says if somebody says they're a believer, but they're fornicate, they're, they're sleeping around, they're, they're adulterers, they're, they're a drunk. Don't hang out with these people. And he, he differentiates. He says, no, I'm not talking about the world. I'm talking about people who say, I'm a believer. But I live like this. And so. Right. <clears throat> but let's, here I'm a perfect example, right? Because because, you know, my heart, you know that I love the Lord. Right. But I choose. I choose to sin. I choose to not eat the right things. I choose to continue to do those things. And this is Pastor John right here. And I agree with you, John. It is a moment-to-moment -moment decision because I make poor decisions. But not because I don't because, love the Lord. Because it's not realizing that you've been equipped to say no to that thing. And it's right. It's 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 like Paul says when he says, You're as a matter of fact, I just read it today. It's in Galatians. 
and I'm going back and rereading Galatians. And he, he's ending Galatians, and he says in, in 6, uh, Do not be deceived, God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For if he sows to his flesh, will of the flesh reap corruption. So if we sow to our flesh, if we sow to the lust of the flesh, slow, slow, sow to the lust of the eyes, to the pride of life, then we're going to reap corruption. God does not have to rain down punishment. The thing is that sin in our life just opens the door for the devil and he will come in, grab your lunch bag and pop the bag. <laughs> yeah, he will. <laughs> and, and so that sin is an inroad for the devil. Sin is not like God's not going to come down. Why? When people say, oh, God's going to come and he's going to bring wrath and stuff. It, wait a minute. Time out. Why did he punish Jesus on the cross then? He didn't. Why was Jesus punished on the cross? Why was all sin laid on him on the cross? For us. For us. So why would he come back and then it's like sending somebody to jail and then sending another person to jail for the same thing. Yeah. Jesus so already paid for everything. Jesus already paid for all that. So the only thing, the wrath of God is going to be poured out in Revelations at the end on all ungodliness. And it comes down to people just turning their back on Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Pastor John uh, put it just, uh-oh. Okay. Uh, my screen my screen went blank for a second. I don't know why. Uh, and this is exactly what I'm getting at. So I do believe that when we surrender our life, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We are given all the tools that we need to not sin. But we're of the flesh, right? We're not Christ. We're not ever going to be there. We, we have to work right. Like I, I love the analogy of the... Um, the silversmith, you know, he brings the the metal to a boil, right? Which is us. He brings us to a boil. Man, our feet get hot, right? We go through we go through things, and then he scrapes that crud off the top, and he brings it to a boil again, and more crud comes up and out, and it gets scraped off. Eventually, when he looks in there, he sees his own reflection, which is what sanctification is, right? What God's trying to do with us. Um, and we have every tool available. And like he put here, you know, one of the biggest marks of a Christian is not that you're not sinning, but that it was a, John wrote it right here. That God won't let you stay there. You're uncomfortable in your sin. That's the difference between somebody who's living for the Lord and somebody who's not. It's like, because it's literally going and grabbing a dead man and wrapping his arms around your neck and carrying around a dead man. How uncomfortable yeah. is that? You've got the yeah. stink, the spiritual stink of that dead man you're trying to resurrect and just drag him around. And it's like, why would I want to drag around with this dead man? And that's what we're doing when we're trying to live in sin, because... Here, the problem is that our spirit has been made alive. That's why we can, that's why when it's funny when people say, oh my God, these shootings and all this stuff. I'm so, I'm so, how is this stuff happening? How is it not happening? Without Christ, yeah. we're evil. Like there's nothing, there's nothing in us that are is good. Our spirit is dead. 
Christ didn't come to bring to make bad men good. He came to bring dead men back to life. And so I'm going to I'm going to show a few of these comments and then we have a question that somebody wants us to answer. So um, so King David, for example, he lusted. Uh, yeah, you know, and he had and a, and he didn't have the covenant we have. He did. He didn't. He didn't. No, he, he was under the Davidic covenant. Right. He was he, under he was the covenant on, that God the, made with him. Yeah, he was under. Well, that was still the Mosaic law. He was, was still Mosaic under. Law. He was still under Mosaic law. So he. So God. I mean, there's multiple times. Abraham was a liar. Sarah lied. I mean, yeah. uh, Jacob was a liar. Let's see. The problem being the Old Testament, he didn't have the same indwelling spirit in his life. It was what we're talking about right. exactly. Yeah. He didn't we're have under a different covenant. We're under the blood covenant of Jesus Christ in the order of Mechizedek. Yep. And I, I think what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks, because I'm not getting off this subject, folks. So if you're watching and you really want to delve into sin no more, I think what I'm going to do for next week is I'll prepare a bunch of um, scriptures that I've been studying that that uh, there's over a hundred scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, that talk about sinning no more, and it may not be the exact terminology, but you know, Old Testament, uh, it it's all the same vibe, right? Basically, walk away from your sin, you know, because God is commanding us to do those things, right? But it comes so, from two different. It comes from two different mindsets. One, it does. the law, the law, it says it's. He says it. He says the law, you, why would you want to get unevenly? Why do you want to get yoked back again under the law? You have to follow every single commandment. If you break one, you're guilty of it all and you're done. But under the grace of Christ, now I'm operating from the fact that I'm righteous by what he did and not by my behavior. And because of that, I want to walk clean because of the love that he had for me, not because of who I am, but because of who he is. And so now right. I'm coming from now I'm coming from love. Now I'm coming from it says that the kindness of God brings men to repentance. He did what for me? It's like my testimony when I was in Africa after Cat died and I'm walking down the beach there in Tijuana. And I'm sorry if I get a little um and, and I saw the cross and I saw Christ on that cross and I saw him bleeding and beaten. And there's no movie, none whatsoever that can that can show Christ on that cross. Every sin, every sickness, everything was laid on him at that moment. It says in Isaiah that he didn't even resemble a man. He didn't even look like a man. So when you see Jesus all cleaned up on the cross on these on these crucifixes and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's not even what he looked like. And he was butt naked. He was ripped. The, the, I mean, he was tore up. And I looked and I saw, I saw a vision of the cross down there in Tijuana on that beach. And I said, wait a minute, you did that for me? And it wasn't like he was saying, oh, you finally get it. No, it was, he was literally like, yes, you understand it. You get it. And I was like, I wouldn't go through this and I wouldn't go through my wife going through all this, seeing her go through all this for somebody else. I wouldn't do it for people I know. I especially wouldn't do it for people that hate me. And you did this for me. And when we understand what he did, 
what he took on at that cross. To make excuses to not walk clean is just, man, he he did so much at that cross. And the fact that he rose from the dead, to me, Easter is a bigger holiday than Christmas. Yeah. The fact that he would, that, the devil has to steal our authority away from us. And how he steals our authority away from us is sin. It's the same way that he stole authority from Adam and Eve. And that's the same thing that he has to do today. Only today, he has to do it over and over and over and over again. Because the moment we pick our authority back up, it says resist the devil and he will flee. He will flee. He has yeah. no choice. As a matter of fact, yeah. David, they never, you know that the devil and demons and stuff are not even mentioned really in the Old Testament because they had no power over them. He's, he's mentioned like 16 times in the Old Testament and 12 of those times is in Job. So there's only four yeah. other times that he's mentioned. So, so they had no power over him. We have authority over him. That's why in the New Testament, he's constantly mentioned. Why? Because we have authority over him now. We can tell him to take a hike. I look yeah, at my life. Uh, Drew, uh, you're absolutely right. And, you know, the funny thing about the devil, Drew, is that uh, he knows how it how it ends. <laughs> he knows what the last chapter says and how his he knows what happens to him. And uh, the thing is, he's going to work overtime from now until then to do everything he can to wreak havoc in our lives. And so uh, absolutely, 100%, totally agree with you. Um, I'm going to read uh, something here that somebody dropped, and I want us to – actually, Drew asked us this question. And um, and so uh, have you seen any of this, of this uh, series, Brian? I watched a couple of the first season. I haven't watched much else of it. Yeah, uh, I, I'll tell you, Drew, I, I have read. Uh, oh, let me see who, who did this one. John, okay. I will say this about it. I will say this about it. I have not watched it um, for, for my own personal reasons, but uh, I will say that the, the gentleman doing it and the people that are around it, they have specifically said that they have they they are they are uh, it is it is not one hundred percent they they've got that it's not biblical, so to speak. Yeah. So this is John talking about what you said earlier that you uh, uh, that you said that you think Easter might be more. Uh, of an important holiday. I'm split between the two because I know that Easter is the basis for what we believe today, where he defeated the cross. He defeated death. Well, yeah, because without Easter, his birth, means, his, his birth is, is like without Easter. Without but Easter, he Easter, did choose. To, <laughs> yeah. You know? that, it's amazing. That's, that's all amazing. But yeah. if he was, if Paul says it, our whole faith hinges on the resurrection. Right. Paul says we are we are the greatest fools 
yeah, I I think I I agree with both Easter and his birth because I do know that. I mean, he knows everything. He knew before he left the throne that he was going to be treated like a dog, that he was going to be beaten and spit on and whipped and nailed to a cross and die there. What kind of God leaves his throne to do that for his people? And yet there's people on this planet that believe there's no God. I think John told me one time, People tell him all the time because he's a pastor. Well, I'm a I'm atheist. And John always tells him, well, there's no such thing as atheists in this country. You might be agnostic, but you're not an atheist because deep down in your mind somewhere, you know of God, whether you believe in him or not. And so uh, I think you and I have had the same conversation, Brian, uh, you know, that that people try to say, well, I'm atheist. Well, not really. Because even really intelligent people, like super intelligent people, will agree that there's something out there that they may just not know about. And it very well could be the God who created the universe. Um, I want to go back to Chosen for just a second because I, uh, I, I got your two cents on it. And I, I want to... I think it's great for people who are either non-believers or people who are lukewarm. And, and, I, and I don't mean that in a negative way, like the way you and I would take that. I mean, maybe somebody who doesn't know. Spit you out of my mouth? That's right. Like, no, I'm saying, like, I'm saying somebody who, who knows a little bit. A baby. A baby. Somebody who knows a little bit. Or, or maybe somebody who's not even, uh, maybe somebody who's not surrendered yet. Maybe somebody who's got their foot in the water. Even a baby, even a baby Christian watching something like that, like uh, it, it, it can lead people off roads. I mean, I think it's they, they, they do show Christ in a way that I, I don't yeah, I, think he was a fuddy duddy. I think he was. I think no. that he had a sense of humor. And yeah. Because she, Jesus, like, think about this: kids are not going to run up to somebody that's mean. Yeah. Well, I, I like the series, but it's a there's a little there's some little things that I don't like about the series. Uh, you know, some of the commentary that they use. You know, I'm pretty sure. You know, people back then probably wouldn't have said some of those things. And I know I know that's being really meticulous, John. I know. I know I'm nitpicking. Um, but it's well, just that's why like I said, I've got my own reasons. I think yeah. I, I, I know some people that I love and 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 I yeah. think that are great and they love it and that's for tour. them. Uh, yeah. that's that's awesome for them. Uh I'm but, definitely on board with what you're saying here, John. I I do Connie and I have watched all the all of the episodes. Um, and I, and I think it was very well done and it was very well thought out, uh, and it's very well produced, uh, for a modern, you know, depiction of Christ. The, good, and the guy grew up with one of the best authors, Christian authors around. <laughs> yeah. His dad so, is Jerry Jenkins. <laughs> I, uh, I love the show. Um, I think with anything, whether it's that show, the chosen or anything else, 
There's always going to be people who either don't know Christ. But you know what this does? If if they're if they're what I was talking about, if they've got like one foot in the water, but they haven't surrendered fully, it might be a show like this that leads them to talk to somebody. Hey, uh, I know you go to church all the time. Can, can you can you talk to me a little bit? Of so I think this is a great tool, a modern tool uh, for us to use uh, as a way to bring more people. Because at the end of the day, in Matthew. Our great commission is to go forth and make disciples, right? And so how do we do that? Well, we have to continually share the message. That's my responsibility. That's your responsibility. That's what well, Pastor John does every week. It also you know? it also would help. It also is good for people that are backslidden, because I know I know I got saved young, and then my parents fell away from the church, and so I started searching in other areas because obviously this wasn't working. My parents walked away from it. So I knew God, I knew Christ, but I, I, um, I just, I, I was searching constantly. And and it's funny because I know people will kind of roll their eyes, but it was Creed and Creed's music that, was what God used to hook me and start pulling me back in and, and bringing me back home. Yeah. I, I, like, I like what John said here. You're absolutely right, John. I'll take any movie, any song, any artist, any TV show that portrays our, our King as he is a loving King. And, and for those who don't know him to start asking questions because that's oh, yeah. where we come in. You know? I, I I agree with that because some of these movies that have come out recently that have totally, totally like depicted scripture bad. Like what was that one? Noah? That was horrible. <laughs> yeah. That was the most unbiblical movie. But again, I, I think um if it was if I had to choose between somebody coming and asking questions about Christ for whatever, even for a movie that wasn't based on, on scripture properly, you can still reel somebody in and say, Hey, listen, I'm glad you asked the question, but here's what the scripture really says. It's not what they depicted. And so I think even who was it? Somebody said um, there's a saying about uh, like artists and, and people that are, that need the news and everything. They say even even bad coverage is good because it quite possibly can lead to a question and give somebody who knows the scripture a chance to say, hey, listen, yes, Noah did happen. The earth was covered in a flood, but it didn't happen the way the movie showed you. Let me show you what the scripture says about this story. And so I think, and especially like today's age, everybody's on TikTok or Facebook or, you know, YouTube, uh, you know, everybody is, and, and of course, you know, we're very visual people. And so anything 
that we can use to turn the eyes to the scripture uh, is something that I would definitely entertain using because uh, why wouldn't you? Because who's yeah, going to listen to JR on the street corner, right? All right. I, I totally, but you can run for throw on the silver like, screen. Um, it's like Paul says, you know, there's some believers that run a. Yeah, right. Um, the um, there was uh, you know, people want to run around and and scream false prophets and stuff like that because they don't agree with what that church is saying or this church is saying. But we also have to remember, man, if they're saying Jesus is Lord, that's all. That's the one question you ask them. Is Jesus Lord? Yes, Jesus is Lord. Because it says they can't say Jesus is Lord if they're of the devil. It says that in Scripture. But Paul Paul also said in Philippians, he said, Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from self selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction. But he said he comes on and he says, What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. So Paul was like, Man, I don't look, I don't care if they're doing it, if they're doing it for money, whatever, as long as Christ is being preached. Let them be preached. That's when somebody mm -hmm. comes against certain pastors or something like Now, if they're like pro-abortion, because there's some pastors coming out pro-abortion and stuff like that. No man. way. No way, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a shout out to Joe Palacios. Man, he joined us. Um, up, I want to say something, too, about this stuff. You know, uh, if you haven't if you haven't ever uh, Googled um Tim Tebow, when he talks about John 3.16, it's exactly what John wrote right here. When Noah came out, the church went nuts, but like 100 million people searched Noah on the internet. Tim Tebow always had Philippians 4 and 13 or whatever uh, that he always wore on his eye for every game. But then when he went to the national championship, like the night before the game, he changed it to John 3.16. And the coach, because they're all, you know, superstitious, like, no, you, you know, Philippians 3 is what got us here. You know, like, no, that's not what got us here. But I'm going to change it because God put it on my heart. And he said several things happened. Like, I think three years later, he was in the pros. And I think they were going to the Super Bowl or whatever. And this reporter said, man, do, do you do you remember what happened at the national game? And anyway, if you haven't looked up Tim Tebow uh, and look up John 316 story, you can read the whole thing. But it all boils down to three years after the game where he first put John 316 on his eyes. He found out that like 97 million people Googled John 316, the, the night of the game. And he said that first question was, how do that many people in the world not know what that is? First off, right? He goes, but then he found out later, like three years later, he found out that that game, the total um, rushing yards were 316. Total passing was 316. All this stuff was 
316. And it, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> you know, it's just not. And let me see who asked this about. It's probably John. So let's see what John's saying. Um, think about this for a minute. Why do we have most of the New Testament? Paul gave them the gospel and then left them for years. He then wrote them letters to correct the parts they messed up in word or deed. People are still being saved, but Paul made sure to correct the parts that were incorrect. It's exactly what we're all talking about, right? Like, yeah, because because what what Paul was doing was these they were he called them Judy, Judaizers. They were Judaizers coming in, and they were they were trying to uh, enforce the Mosaic law on the church, and. And it was that's where Paul had to come in and say, "Hey, time out! What is this? Like, you got to stop all this stuff." Um, I mean, he had a even Peter said, "You know, Paul, brother Paul's epistles should be shared everywhere." <laughs> I mean, he says some hard things. Like even Paul had a greater revelation that even than even Peter and John and them had. I mean, there was a there was a definite anointing on. Paul's life that was not like the other apostles. But uh yeah, it was all correction. Um yeah. Um what you, if the church uh will love people outside the church, we can use the media and then tell the rest of the story. Yeah, absolutely. I I Well, I think totally it, it starts it starts with loving inside the church. Jesus said they'll yeah. know your mind They'll know your mind the way you love each other. But when you like, if you see a brother and sister fighting or two brothers fighting constantly, man, you're like, dude, I don't want to go to their house. Yeah. So if you see Christians that'll turn around and eat Christians, like, why would you want to be a part of that? There's no way. It, so, so it's like, you know, he said it, you know, love, love each other. James came back and said it like, like you, you you see a brother and sister in need, and you tell them go be warm, go in peace, brother, and you don't do anything to help them. Like you're you're worse than a non-believer. Let's remember that he preaches about the tomb, and they had ah they had the unknown god. Yeah, uh, yeah. I you remember I remember that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let me introduce you to the unknown God. And I remember when Paul preached in Athens or wherever it was that he was at in Greece, you know, they wanted to hear more about this unknown God. And so these are people that are that are not Jewish, that are not, you know, even familiar with Old Testament scripture, and they were interested and wanted to know. So, you know, you take that 2,500 years forward, uh, where we're at today. And I think, and honestly, I think that the more chaos that we find our country in, the more chaotic that things get, the more people want to know about God, the more they want to know about, like, why are you so at peace? Why are you always, I had a guy at work the other day tell me, he said, Jerry, he says, you are always smiling. 
I mean, are you really that happy all the time? I said, man, I, it's not that I don't go through trials, but I am at peace with where I'm at. I'm very happy to be one of God's children's, to be loved by the God who spoke the world into existence, and for him to bless my life. Why wouldn't I smile every day? You know, it's not to say that I don't get mad and I don't get hurt and I don't get sad. But I've got lots to be grateful for. Man, we can. We can. You know, I, I met a guy who lost his wife uh, like a year and a half ago. Same same situation that I lost, you know, cat with cat cancer. And uh, and he's he's got a degree. And um, uh, and he he's so angry with God, and uh, and he said, "I done, I did all those things, the same things you did. I did all those things." And he was like, "But why her? You know, she was so loving. She was so this." And I was like, "Have you ever taken a step back and thought maybe the devil was attacking you? And you like like have you ever taken a step back and 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 asked?" the questions about the devil, like you're, you're constantly throwing it at God. And he was like, well, you can't answer my questions. And I was like, you're right. I can't answer your questions and I'm not trying to. I was like, but I don't want to hear you talk bad about God because I'm not where you're at. And I just lost my wife. I mean, this conversation was a, a month ago, month and a half ago. And so I was like, so I'm not where you're at. I just, I do. I don't, I have peace. Like I, I had peace the moment after she died, I had peace. You know, I didn't have peace in my physical body. I didn't have peace, you know, but in my spirit, it was the weirdest. And even now, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, I miss her, but I'm not grieving. Um, I know that she got the better end of this deal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, she did. She doesn't have to deal with any of this stuff anymore. She, no. She's free. And so not only is she free, bro, she's in the presence of, of the man. She well, that's is right. When I say she's free, I'm like encompassing all that. Like, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> I mean, no way to, it's, there's no way to even equate it in our human language. You know, it's like, it's just freedom. It's, it's true freedom. It's like, there's no worries. There's no, there's no cares. There's no concern. It's uh. Yeah, man. And, and, um, this is from Drew Creed. And I can say that one of the things I, I asked, asked the Lord, I was like, what, what is that? Where is that, um, coming from? And it's, it's ultimately what it comes down to is we have, you know, all this, we have a part to play in all this. And God's given authority of earth to men. And when people start saying, oh, this world's all messed up. Yeah, because men are in charge. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be messed up. And, um, yeah, I, I agree with the, the church 
but I'm careful about what I say uh, against the church, um, especially now. The Lord's really ch ch chastised me on that area. The church is his bride, and no matter how wrong my wife was, talk about my wife and see what happens. I don't care no if she just got done smacking your kid. Say yeah. something about my wife. Yeah, I'm tracking with you. Please man. say something um, about my wife. And it says, so, he says in Corinthians, he who destroys the temple of God, God will also destroy. Now he's talking about an individual at that point, but we're all the church of Christ. And so if somebody comes against the church of Christ, is if if we're destroying our own temple, first off, we're wrong. Second off, I'm just careful what I say against the church. And I'm careful of what, about what I say against leaders in the church, even if they're wrong. Like, and, and, and I, and I, and there's only certain times where I'd say that it's okay for a leader to go at leader and correct the leader, even in public. Cause there was an instance where Paul corrected Peter and he was right for doing that. But, but like, like David wouldn't go against Saul and Saul had the crown removed from him. He had full right, but but Paul, David was like, I am not going against the anointing of the Lord. Yeah. So it's like it's like the church, yeah, the church has been wrong in its history, but that's because it's men and it's when men get selfish and men try to build their own kingdoms and not his kingdom. Because Ooh. his kingdom is based off of law, love. Faith, hope, and love. And of these things, love. Because faith doesn't work without love. And hope is the substance of things. And faith is the substance of things hoped for. So they're all they're all tied up. Yes, the religious leaders weren't the church, but Paul also corrected the church in his epistles. So there was a Jesus corrected, Paul corrected the religious leaders. Jesus corrected the religious leaders, but Paul mm. also came back and corrected the church. But his correction with the church was loving, and he said it. Do I need to bring a rod, or can I come to you in love? So let me come to you in love. And so there's there's a, but there's a clear cut. There's a clear cut way that, like, there's times where I should have been put out of the church for my action, for the way I was living, and I wasn't, and I should have been. By what Paul laid out, I shouldn't have been in the church. I should have been corrected. And if I didn't change it, I should have been put out. Let a pastor do that today and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will tell you a little bit about John, Pastor John, that's been in here all night. Uh, pastor John is the reason... Uh, God put him in my life for one reason and one, one reason only to make me realize that I was checking boxes. And, uh, and I remember one of the first conversations I had with John, um, was that, yeah, I don't think you've met John, but anyway, yeah, he's at another church, but I don't know if we've met yet, but anyway, one of the first things that he told me was, you either believe the word of God or you don't. Or you don't. <laughs> Plain and simple. <laughs> it, it mean, it's it's true. For me, 
that was the little piece of information that I needed to put all the links together to understand that I was checking boxes for years because I wasn't believing the scripture the way it was written. And so you, and like now I tell people all the time, if you don't believe Genesis one, one, how are you ever going to believe what it says in revelation? If you don't believe that in the beginning, God, God created the heavens and the earth, the rest of the Bible is left to your interpretation. And that's not how it was written and why it was written. So anyway, we're, we're getting close here. We're well, actually over the one hour mark. And I know that we can go on forever and ever. Um, I'm going to post John's post here. Uh, we are agreeing with you on most everything, but as you read it, by the time you read it, it sounds like I'm correcting you and I'm not. So, uh, you know, one of these days we're just going to have to all get together. John, reach out to Akram. I'm going to reach out to Harry and let's see if we can't uh, get the three of you guys here next week on Friday. Um, and uh, I'll do my homework between now and then. Let me know if you're available. Send me a text, whatever. And uh, and let's do the live next Friday. Uh, I will be one day post-surgery, but uh, be good to go, uh, you know, to um, to have another another great episode of God Country Coffee, uh, where God is always first. Uh, and so, uh, I'm going to do a plug here right now. If you, uh, so on my supplements that he was talking about before that he got, um, they're liposomal and they're liquid, which liposomal means that they don't go through the digestion process that any other supplements go through. Also the post-workout has your multivitamin. So you can actually use it as your protein source for like breakfast or mid mid meal or something like that. If you're not working out if you want to follow a nutrition plan uh right now i'm doing if you want a nutrition plan for a 12-week nutrition plan it's 200 bucks uh and well it, you have to go on my website tricon fit and schedule a consultation and we'll get that done if you use the code tis the season for any of the supplements and the coffee you'll get 15 percent off uh, uh, order over a hundred dollars. So it, awesome. And buy the coffee. I can, I can attest personally that it's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, so, uh, Tricon fit kettlebell black, uh, and, and the Tricon fit supplements. And obviously after my surgery next week, I'm not allowed to take any supplements or anything from now until my surgery, I'm allowed to take, I even have to stop taking one of my medicines, uh, five days out, but, um, uh, before the surgery, but uh, post-surgery, I'm going to be extremely committed, uh, uh, to getting healthy following coach Brian's, uh, regime that he's set up for me and using the supplements that he's talking about. I have used the, um, appetite suppressant, the liposome that he's given me. And I will tell you that if you take too much of it, you won't eat all stinking day. And so he had to correct me early on and said, no, man, you don't, you want to eat. Uh, but I've taken his supplements and, and it's pretty awesome. So uh, anyway, we'll be here next week. Uh, as promised, I will be here Friday at 1900. And, um, and so Catch us then. We're going to have another great conversation. I don't know what it's going to involve or who's going to be in the studio or what we're going to do, 
But uh, one thing I can guarantee you is that my serial guest, Coach Brian, will be back. I, I can guarantee you that. So uh, I love you guys. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love, kindness, and respect. And if you don't know, if you're not sure, if you're on the fence, reach out. I'll send you a Bible. I'll, I'll put you in touch with somebody close to you. Um, so, you know, our pastor always says, you know, today is the day of salvation. Don't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow's not guaranteed. Tomorrow, if you're not right with God, do it now, you know? And so uh, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you're not already subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so. Uh, share it with your friends, you know, like, subscribe, and whatever they, you know, hit the buttons down there in the bottom with the thumbs up. So um, catch us on TikTok, catch us on Facebook, catch us wherever you can. Buy coffee. Love you guys. See you guys next week. Coach, I'm going to put you in the in the green room here for a second. Hang tight, all right? All right, folks, another great episode of God Country Coffee. And I uh, look forward to seeing you next week. Love you guys. God bless. Good night.